What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of Bleacher Banter Podcast by Bleacher Fan Sports. Tommy Buns is on vacation this week, but you got Jones and Sully here to talk about a whole lot in the NBA and a little bit of the NFL. Um, but let's get right into it. NBA Finals last night. The Bucks closing it out in six games after coming off four straight wins. Uh, impressive, impressive uh, turnaround for the Bucks there, and it was it was so nice to see Giannis just like like a kid enjoying himself last night. Um, him pulling that off, you know, I mean, you could say something about every title. Every every title's got a little bit of an asterisk on it um, in ways. You know, people talk about injuries this year, but yeah, I mean. It, what he pulled off was was incredible, especially with that fifty piece last night. You know, it's, it's in terms of single game performances, that's that's got to be a top five performance in NBA Finals history. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I uh, I was pretty hard on the Suns, and then I just felt like every player was coming back too early and kept getting re injured, ineffective. Whether it be Harden, whether it be AD, whether it be Conley. Or the thing is, we up. thought Giannis oh. was going to be that too. That's what I'm saying. That's where like, I, you know, that's where it, I mean, up to we've kind of forgotten people, about it. People you know? are, t- yeah, that's where people are saying, you know, four or five game series, um, and he looked really good. At, like he looked okay game one, but game two he looked really good. But I still figured that the Suns would be able to. I think the real, the real turning point was probably game four. When they really had that game, majority of the fourth quarter, ends up losing by, I think, six. Middleton just gets red hot late. Um, that was a big missed opportunity. The, the Suns shot th- over 50% for three games straight, and they lost all three somehow. Um, you know, it's a product of Giannis being so dominant, slowing down the game, limiting their position, possessions, um, tons of free throws, points at the... After game one, they killed them at the free throw line. Um, they, you know, a lot of, most of that's Giannis, but, um, that, yeah, you got to give it to Giannis. Giannis really, cause I, I feel like my analysis, the game last night, I felt like I was spot on with what I was thinking. Like, I'm like, Drew is not going to come to play. Like off defensively, he's great. And I like Drew a lot, but I just figured Drew had like 28 or 30. I think, I think it was 27 after game six, closing out Atlanta then he comes back with 10 on, like, 4 of 17 shooting game 1 against the Hawks. They lose at home. So, whenever Drew has a huge game, like, he's just so inconsistent. So, like, those three guys, when they come to play like they did in game 5 on the road, that's what, that was another winnable game. They were up 16, yeah. blow the lead, then they come so close within one, can take the lead at the end. Drew makes an amazing play. But yeah, exactly. Unfor- I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, Drew, unfortunate- Drew won that game for them. Yeah, he, he, he did, and he, offensively he was terrific. And he was still, you know, he still brings it defensively every night, but then he was 1 for 11 at one point. Like, he just, I mean, I think he finished 4 of 17. Like, yeah, he struggled offensively. And but like, he, he ended up he, he ended up a rebound short of a triple-double last night. I know, I think yeah, he, he had 11 he still, or 12 assists. Yeah, he still, I think he had 11. He still, but uh, everyone but Giannis shot the ball awful. Like, Kurt Middleton was okay, but, like, everyone... Middleton was okay. Everyone else was like twenty percent. Like it was, it was anemic. So you know, I'm just thinking the way I'm thinking is Drew is not gonna come to play. Middleton, you know, usually if all three of those guys play, automatic win. If two of them play, they have a chance. If one of them comes to play, that's usually a loss for the Bucks. I just didn't yeah. account for Giannis getting fifty, fourteen, and five. I don't think anyone did. You know, and, I mean, they. What, I think they had six or seven turnovers in the first quarter. Like they were not. It was a sloppy game. Did. Both. It was really ugly early. It was really. The Suns had an opportunity early because because neither team looked good, and the Suns had some good looks and they couldn't make them. I think Jay Crowder went two of nine. He had tons. Almost every three he took was a great look. He's a yeah, great. I mean, he went from shooter. down, I think, thirteen or fourteen at the worst in the first half to up five at halftime. Yeah, they were up, up eight up at one point at too. Yeah, they that's were... where the tides were changing, and then the third quarter has been a very pivotal quarter for the Bucks in the series. That's where Giannis has Giannis has really taken over in the third quarters, um, and it's just Aiton's been too Aiton was too slow. Aiton was Aiton was bad last night. Aiton was bad. Aiton he was, was pretty he was bad. bad for most of the series. Half the he was pretty. I mean, people want to blame Chris Paul. Um, you got to remember, Chris Paul had COVID. Chris Paul has a, a uh, hand injury. He does. I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, but. 
I mean, he had COVID too. Like people don't understand. Like, you know, there's it affects everyone differently. We don't know how bad he had it. We don't know. You know what I mean? He looks tired in these games. He's 36, not making excuses. He still played well last night. Chris Paul, what did he put? 24 and 8? Yeah, something like 20, that. I saw 26, he had, I think. He had, 20, he had 23 late. So. I, I'm pretty sure he had at least 24. I mean, like, he did not play bad. Did he play amazing? But, like, no. he played He played, He played. played well enough for them to win the game. But, like, his over-under was 21. He did his part. He did his part. And, yeah, definitely Aiton was a big... And Booker was terrible last night. Booker the other was horrendous. Two, the other two games before that, he had 40, 40 pieces plus, and they lost both those games. So those are those are obviously missed opportunities. But, like, um, you know, Paul had his games where he had some bad turnovers. He did. Paul went for 26. Oh, only five assists. Sorry. But he was still 11 of 19. So he's like 8 and 4 of 12 is a big. That's not that's not acceptable. Um, Booker's numbers, 8 of 22, 19, don't really tell the full story. But he, 0 of 7 from 3. Like, you know, if two of those threes go, you know what I mean? And same with Crowder, 2 of 9. Uh, it, it was a really ugly game, not good shooting um, on really either end, minus Giannis. And, and, and Crowder really, I thought Crowder would be able to do a better job on Giannis than he did. Crowder really didn't do a very good job on him. Um, you know, he's he's a matchup nightmare. He really is. I, I mean, I even at times, I almost felt like they should have really just not given up, but planted their ground and just guest and hopefully get a couple charges on him at least make him hesitate like get him in foul trouble early like guess the spot just keeps going hard he's going ferocity like get a couple lucky calls maybe it's not the great call maybe maybe it is a clear charge you know he's extremely aggressive like you know lean in with your chin maybe put your hands up if he if he's close just do something. Yeah, I but feel I mean, like, like Giannis, Giannis had four. He got his fourth foul like early in the th- fourth quarter, I think. And then, if not in do that, that game. He wasn't in foul trouble in that game. Who? He wasn't in foul that? trouble in that game. Okay. I don't. Th- I don't think it was. Like, he hasn't even, been in foul trouble in many games. I think it was like a couple games ago. To the, it, I mean, to that point, like you get one or two of those calls, and that changes things. Like you get. Him, he maybe he does have four fouls in the third quarter, and then he's got to sit does. for an extra three minutes. You know, yeah, it, it really, it, it really, it, it could it, change it just, things. Especially I mean. early, especially early, I would. It's hard to get fouls on him defensively because he's. I mean, when he's on defense, because he's so good, he blocked five shots. But that would be almost a focal point of just whatever you can do, even if you are gonna drive right at him, if you're gonna draw those charges, because if he picks up two in the first. Not only is he going to sit a certain amount, which they can recover from, but he's going to be more hesitant. Like he's yeah. that's the key is like he's, he's gonna not be less gonna be, aggressive. He's not going to be dry. And I get he has a good spin move. He's agile. He he was so agile. I mean, but he's going to be less. Like anyone would naturally. Like you pick up two fouls quick, you're going to be a little less aggressive. And if you're a half step close slower, that makes a big. I mean, so, and then Aiton just he was giving him lanes like angle wise, like they were showing. Like he was like. Not even set up in the right spot. It was frustrating to watch. Like he's like. It looked like Giannis was just running past him, you know. Yeah, like like there were plays where he literally had like a straight line almost to the basket. Like Aiton wasn't getting his full body, and he's a wide guy, like in the right spot to start. Like I, I know he's slower, but he wasn't in the right spot to start even. And like if you can cut, like you notice how Drew cuts off angles. You know how like, you know how any good defender cuts off angles. He just, and, and, you know, obviously it's in the middle of the court. It's not working the sideline. It's not quite the same. But, you know, at least being planted in the right spot. Um, I, yeah, mean, I mean, and he, uh, he was making If you have a defensive shots. scheme in place, too, you can, it's, it, wherever you are, you can, you can shove him towards a location where there's better help, where there's someone more equipped to, you know, come and, yeah. and protect it, you know? It's so, tough to say just double him, too, because Middleton has been so good. And Giannis was great at passing out of double teams yesterday. They did they did double him at times, yeah. but he was great at passing out of those double teams. They hit he, a couple of big shots out yeah, of Giannis double really teams. Yeah, he was really good at that in game three or four. I think I forgot which game it was. He had a ton of assists that one game, but um, you know he was the best all around player in every aspect. The best rebounder, the best scorer, um, the most efficient scorer. I mean, he went 19, 18 and 20 from the free throw line. That's another thing. That's an, that's another, I think, something that can't be lost. If he goes 14 to 20, which is still 70%, which is very good for him, 
you know, that's a whole different game, too. Like, so, like, the Suns, they had a couple things not go their way. Obviously not defending Giannis, but, like, that's something you can't control. They fouled him time after time. He made the free throws. Like any free throws, yeah. I mean, even someone that's 90%, 18 to 20 isn't easy. Like, even Kyrie Irving, that's not easy. That's not something you can just say, oh, yeah, guaranteed 18 points out there. You get 20 free throws. Like, 20 free throws, that's a lot of shots. Like, I mean, ninety percent. How many players in the NBA shoot above ninety percent in a season? Yeah, like not many. 10? But e- even if though, if you have all those in one game though, too, like you could miss two in one. We've seen Harden. I've seen Kyrie. I've seen tons of great players miss two at the line. There's your two free throw misses for the whole game for those twenty shots. You know, like yeah. I feel like when you're shooting a couple here and there, but when you're shooting twenty for the whole game, yeah, you could get in a good rhythm. And I know he was at home, but um, it's just, it's just. It's just crazy. Like the the volume is the volume was so large, and he's such a poor free throw shooter. And he, I mean, he was hitting the rim. He was getting the shooters bounce, and 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 to, I don't know what it was because again, he shoots if he shoots his average, which is sixty percent, they lose that game. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, it, it it was he was just terrific. Like he was making he was making fadeaways. He was making. He had those couple of really impressive hooks. fadeaway jump shot, like at yeah. the elbow, and the, he had he hit two or three of them like in LeBron-esque. the last like three four minutes. They, they were like LeBron esque, like his little like mid range fourteen to sixteen footer, like up on one leg, like yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, he really shot the ball incredibly. That's where he attacked. He rebounded. And with, he, with Giannis's arms and height, I mean, that makes if not, yeah. It's it's even tougher to guard than LeBron. That's the shot you know? to me that if he can perfect, he can be an all time great. Um, I mean, that's what, that's what got Dirk there. Yeah. Well, maybe not perfect, but I'm saying, like, be good enough. Um, obviously, he's never going to be as good as Dirk shooting, but, like, of the course. threes, the, the you know, the threes, the, the the jumpers off the bounce, that stuff, I don't really care about that as much as most people. Um, in the post, though, and he can do a little fadeaway like that, I, I think that's really... It's lethal. Yeah. Do you, do you put any of this on Monty Williams? I mean... Coaching wise, to just sit there and let DeAndre get eaten alive the whole night, I don't know. Or is it just a situation where Giannis was that he was that guy that night? Like there a was just bit. no. I mean, if I was if my if I was if I was him more, I would have. My biggest change would have been Booker and Payne on the floor together more, um, or just more minutes in general, more minutes of them handling the ball than Chris Paul. Um, more just bringing the ball up in general. Um, and there was a little of that with Booker, and I know Booker can can be bevy to turnovers, but I would have done that more. I mean, Booker has played point guard before and at a decently high level. I would have brought the ball up more with him because Drew really wore Paul out, not to say he was bad in game six. He wasn't. And but we've seen Paul be effective throughout his career off the ball. Off the ball. I did it with Harden, you know. He yeah. can he can make threes. He was a little reluctant to shoot threes in the game too. That was a little odd. I don't know if it's the there hand. was a couple that he he passed up. I don't up. know. I have a feeling it has something to do with the hand because like there was a couple he passed up, and he's a very very good three point shooter, and he's at least thirty eight thirty nine percent. And I know his mid range is so good, but like mid range he felt fine. I don't know. I had, I I had reason to believe it's a little bit with maybe a lack of confidence or something. Maybe it's tired legs. Maybe it's a combination, but. I would have done that mainly, but in regards of leaving Aiton out there, um, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? Like, you can't put Kaminsky on him. Yeah, I mean, Defensive Kaminsky, stopper, Frank Kaminsky. Kaminsky, I mean, you know, Saric, even like Saric would have been, I mean, Saric isn't a great defense. I mean, Saric is another body that could have taken fouls up. Saric is another body, and he, he's not he's not skinny either. He's got some girth to him. Saric isn't, like, he's not. Pause. He's not huge. <laughs> he's not pause again. He's not. He's not like. He's not like ripped. But like Sarge has some size to him. Um, but they don't. That's where. Who are they gonna put in? They don't have a Javale McGee. They don't have some. You know, that's like a missing piece they always have. They don't have like a Dwight Howard. If they had a Dwight Howard, like that would have been great for them. Uh, another big like. I feel like the Lakers when I think about it, like the likes of people like AD, LeBron, Drummond. Maybe Drummond probably would have been a little too slow. But even like those big bodies, like. Just in my head, like that type of team would have fared a lot better against him, just because they have more big bodies you can rotate and rotate fouls. And I'm not saying any one guy would stop him, and they wouldn't. AD would be the best at it, because we know AD, with AD's length and his his quickness, and you know AD would be the best and probably the primary defender. But um, 
you know, it's, it's really kind of crazy. We're seeing the they like in the playoffs the last few years. I feel like we're seeing a real transition back into like '90s and early 2000s basketball with the the need for a big man. You know, there was a, yeah. a, a time there where it really, you know, I guess the the Warriors kind of had, you know, were the drivers of it. But that was just there was just so much talent that it was, you know, there was no Shaq wasn't stopping them. You know, yeah. Um, but. Uh, you know, I think it really like you know, Aiton, and we see these guys that have. They may not be star centers, but they are rim protectors. They're good rebounders. They're a presence, you know. Yeah, and Aiton, Gobert, a lot of those. it's it's good to see that happening in the playoffs. Like that's what it takes to win, you know. And it's it's just it's interesting to see uh, that the the formula is becoming a little bit different in or more different in the in the success in the regular season compared to the playoffs. And now teams are starting to realize that they really have to build for those playoffs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know. They they just seemed like they were a defender, a defender short. I feel like if they had a really good defensive presence, um, a big and athletic long wing, someone that could really – I thought I had, I thought Crowder would have been better than he was – um, he looked a little. They both looked slow. The Suns um, also they they had opportunities to win that game. That was not like they they, they, they did. I mean they I mean, they Booker lost threw, that game. Booker they, threw the ball out of bounds when there was literally no one near within ten yards of Cam Johnson. He threw. It. I mean, in the last two minutes, Crowder missed a wide open three. Booker missed a wide open three, and someone else missed a wide open three. All yeah. in the last two minutes when they were ball. when they ball, were one yeah. or two possess. I think there were two possessions down, like four points, and yeah. they all missed wide open threes. Yeah, Cam, um, Cam, um, Cam Johnson didn't have a good game. I think he was one of five, which was like his first bad game. And like Booker, like had an alley alley oop dunk layup that he literally just dropped the ball. Um, well, those role role players were such a they played such a you know not, no pun intended but a huge role in that win last night. You know, Bobby Portis was fantastic. You yeah, know, Bobby if, Portis if, was, was. Cam great. Johnson has the Bobby Portis game. The Suns win. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what it, that's what it is, or, or Jay Crowder, and, you know, Connaughton wasn't very good last night, he had some rebounds, he didn't shoot well, but, uh, but Brooke Lopez had timely baskets as well, not that he played he superb, but he had a lot of, he had a lot of weird shots that went in, he had, like, these push hook shots and, like, floaters, yep. and they were just money, he did, like, three of them, and they were, like, I don't know if, I know he's, a, I know he's skilled, but, like, they were, like, they looked so awkward. I don't know. They looked weird, and he he, he had a couple real emphatic dunks too. That at the he, right he time, did. He, he you know, did. He had, he had, that really got the crowd going and got did. the he team going. That was a good pass from Drew off off the sideline, and he hammered it home. And and Aiton again just looked slow. Um, and yeah, I think he only had ten points, but yeah, he did have big points and and big shots. So not that he didn't have his best game, and he didn't he missed a couple threes, but he he def- certainly made. He got big impact. rebounds too. And, and Middleton's just money within. The last two minutes of the game, he's just as good as anyone. I mean, yeah, he's just really as good as anyone. Um, well, Budenholzer teams have always been good in the half court, you know. Um, I feel like that was kind of why, like we were talking about them calling timeouts last night when they they had all the momentum and they were calling yeah. timeouts. I feel like it was Budenholzer trying to like slow the game down to the not in the sense of like stopping the clock, but so he could draw up a play so he could yeah. run an offensive set yeah, and get a bucket well. he, because he, they he called that timeout and that coming off that timeout that we were both like, why are they doing that? Like they just got the ball back up four with the momentum. Yeah. But then they called that play and that was the play that Middleton hit the shot off of. So it worked yeah. out, you know? Yeah, no, I think if Budenholzer should get credit, I mean, I don't think Budenholzer is an amazing coach. I don't think Budenholzer should like be re- re- even renowned as one of like, an elite coach personally i don't i don't see that still um even though he won without a super team i get it and he's always had good teams i definitely think he should get credit but um like his main thing i think specifically that played a key role was was putting the ball in middleton's hands more often and putting well drew having drew bring the ball up more having middleton have the ball late in games and Mm -hmm. and setting things up um and having Giannis come off of screens and having Giannis, rather than just, you know, bucks from two series ago against the Nets, against other against the Hawks even, um, from years ago, Giannis just dribbling at the three-point line, and then, you know, they're, the defender's getting ready to see where he goes and trying to time, you know, and it gives them a better chance. Now, 
you know, it was a lot. It was a lot more iso ball. And he, even in game two, when Giannis went off, there was a lot of iso ball with Giannis. If you remember, he had like forty something or thirty nine, yeah. and he kept getting his and getting his, but no one else was involved. Now the ball movement is a lot, like it's much quicker decisions. Middleton has the ball, especially late in games. Like he, it's he's looking for his shot. Like he's the number one option because he's the best shooter. And um, yeah, I, I really I really liked him having the ball and 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 Drew being a playmaker. Obviously, you know I mean earlier in the series, like I said, you had Giannis at the three point line. Even Giannis bringing the ball up, and he's not a guard. Like when Giannis thinks he's a guard, they're not a very good team. The shooting the threes, remember I talked about it with the Nets, like three threes this game, four, five, like, yeah. he, like this guy's crazy, like, and if he takes one, if he takes two, whatever, for the game, like, shouldn't take more than two, he made one last night, but it's just a mentality. They've got to be super situational. It's a mentality, you know? like, like, Barkley always talks about it, like, with the bigs, like, shooting too many threes, like, MB and Giannis, and it's true, like, you need to have, like, the mentality of, like, I can, I can get mine whenever I want. At the free throw line minimum, if I'm a Giannis or Embiid, like I'm going to the line minimum, worst case, and then it's yeah. on me to make free throws. Like even if they make, he makes the three. The defense just they breathe a sigh of relief. They go, oh, that was a close one. Now I don't get a foul. Now I don't have to work as hard defensively. Like I'll live and die with that three pointer. Like it's a win for the defense. Even if yeah, because next time foul. he's not gonna make it. Yeah, next time he's not gonna make it. He gets false hope. You don't get in that foul trouble. So I really agree with with Chuck there, and I and I and like I you know you really sense the game two and three and and most of the finals really, he really got it. He really understood what what he needed to do because they couldn't stop him. And um, and, Maybe, they, and that, you got to give that credit to Budenholzer in some capacity. Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely do. Um, I, I'm curious to see how Budenholzer is received the next couple months. In comparison to how a guy like Nick Nurse was received, I was I remember, was gonna, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, Nick Nurse people were all on him when he was when he won. They were like he was the next best thing since sliced bread, you know. And he had it was his first year as coach. He wins like obviously yeah, that's he, an impressive he was on every level. And he, he was a little sexier in a way, yeah. Because because the knock on Budin has always been he's always got a good regular season team. And they always lose in the first or second round. Second round usually the Hawks. The Bucks. He's had a lot of really good teams, and they've always fizzled out. I've always th- thought his teams were pretenders. Yeah, but now I mean, you but you, now you buy yourself what four years as a job, like five years, because the Bucks aren't going to be. Five. I say they're not going to be bad for the next five years. You know, I'll they're going to be a top four seed for the next five years. As long as they have this trio for the next three years, I think he's fine. But if they don't have these three. Uh, and they do have him for a while, but like if they don't have these same three guys, like as long as they have these guys, I think he will be the coach because they they've done it. You know they can win it. That's what I'm saying. Like it's gonna be now move it. before this. It was oh he can't he's not the guy that can get it done. But now that he's gotten it done, it's gonna be oh it just wasn't our year or oh we came up just a bit short. Yeah. Like we'll get him next year. You know like yeah. it, they're gonna which they're is, gonna make another trip to true, the which is definitely partially true and. And both teams caught breaks with injuries, being the Suns and being the Nets, and that happens very often. But you really do have to like still like the Nets' chances if the Nets were healthy, even if they had one of them. Um, you know what I mean? I mean they yeah, were a well, point I mean, away; the they were a toe away. The Nets are a major favorite going into next year. The plus one ninety five to win the twenty twenty two title. And honestly, I probably think they should be. And, and and I've always I've been very big with this. Other than the Celtics' big three, those big threes don't win the first year. They don't. The Heat didn't no. like. It's it happens, but a lot of times it doesn't. And the the issue with the Nets was defense and injuries, and injuries is what truly got them. So I think it, the, the the Celtics big three was also probably the most mature of the big threes. Yeah, they assembled. were all they were all el- eldersmen, and the younger guy was Rondo, who was also no. You yeah, know. and he was, but he was the fourth. You he know, was the fourth. like yeah, we got right. Ray Allen, almost, who's like a consummate pro. Kevin Garnett, who was it was you know, almost a top a big ten four. player in the league. It was at almost the time. really a big four with how good Rondo was. Like, especially yeah, because well, he playoffs. really blew, he burst onto the scene that year because I think he was drafted in two thousand six, I believe. Yeah, two thousand six, two thousand seven, maybe two thousand five, whatever. Like two, he had been on the team two or three years, but he that was his coming out party was two thousand eight, um, and yeah, that was, and that really. He was he was huge for them. He was huge. huge. I mean, that's where playoff Rondo kind of started and originated. But um, yeah, I definitely I know I know it's the what ifs and whatnot. If if the Nets were healthy, I do fully believe they would have won. And it's not to take away from the championship. It's not to put an asterisk on the championship. 
But, um, you know, I think, it, you know, it's another... I don't want to. I don't know how to say this, but like you can, the Bucks, you can the Bucks need to get much. better still. The Bucks need to get for better sure, still. for sure. That's where it's like you can't be content and you can't be like, you know, we're we're gonna, you know, we're we can have the same team and, you know, and be just as good because you know chances are next year the Nets probably all well, two of the three probably won't be hurt and all like yeah. it. at that at that exact moment they should have at least two or three of the three healthy. You'd think. I know there's and you, you probably going, but... assume that they they take measures to make sure of that. You know, they play play yeah. them less down the stretch, whatever it may be. But yeah, I agree. I don't and think they'll you probably can take... just have healthier years, like Harden and, and Harden and KD. They really just were really unhealthy all year, and and Harden and KD really they haven't been that that injury prone for their careers compared to how they were this year. They were Harden's been year. great. I mean, Harden's I mean, Harden, played yeah, Harden's close, always 82 played. or close to 82 every year for the way la- yeah. he was with the Rockets. Yeah, and you're going to have a hungrier Nets team obviously. Um and I don't think you're necessarily going to get a complacent Bucks team led by Giannis. We'll see. I mean, nothing he says and in, in his work ethic uh breeds complacency at all. None of it does. We'll see we'll see. Um We'll see. I mean, there's going to be a lot of teams that are that are really, I think, have a fire under their ass next year. I think the Lakers are going to be one of those teams. I think LeBron has a huge. I think LeBron's taking this in and really taking note. And I expect big things from from him. I th- expect big things from Clay next year. I expect big things from a lot of guys that either had injuries or went out early. Possibly Kawhi, even though I'm not. I, I love the Warriors next year. Yeah, I know. Love you the like, Warriors. You, I think they're they're my pick to win it all right now. Obviously, I gotta see. The, I gotta see what the, the roster looks like. I gotta see what the roster looks. That's like. That's what I'm saying. But like I, the, I like the idea of the Warriors the most. I like that core the most. Obviously, free agency and the draft have still yet to happen. I just think one. I think the Warriors are gonna make a significant move this summer. With their two picks and Draymond Wiggins or, or Wiggins or, or yeah or Draymond heard, something I've heard Draymond I've heard Wiggins I've heard Wiseman yeah basically they I have... don't think they're gonna go into next year with Curry Clay Wiggins and and uh, Draymond and no, and no. Wiseman Wiseman's another piece they could trade I think the Warriors are gonna make a major move but getting Clay back I think is so massive for them I don't I don't I think they're gonna be pretty close to a I would not be surprised if the Warriors win the West next year at all. Yeah, sixty-five I, wins, sixty-three, sixty-five wins. See, I'm I'm not as high. I'm not as high. I'm not as high on that because I don't. They have some talented players and they and they do. But well, what does Clay look like after after two big injuries in a row? That's another thing. And he and he's more of a standing. You know, he's not a player that wins all his athleticism. But defensively, does he lose a step? Two huge injuries in a row. I want to see how good he looks. Um, Draymond, I think it will be good, like because he he did it before the season. He did it. I think it was literally on draft day last year. It was on draft day or draft lottery day. So he's gonna have like fourteen months or fifteen months to recover from this. No, injury. I know he's gonna have enough time to recover. Um, another thing too is, call I don't Curry being this Curry was extremely healthy this year. His ankles. His ankles have been an issue for a decent part of his career. Um, we'll call it luck, call it whatever you want. Like Curry being this healthy all this year, he's getting older up in age. Clay's getting up older in age. I think injuries is definitely a factor. Consider Draymond's getting up in age. This isn't as young a team. Um, I really need to see what their team looks like because right now with Clay and the current pieces, I have them as like a four seed. Um, and they, they have the tools to get better. Wiseman's a little bit of an unknown. Yeah, that, they they have the assets. That's the thing. I don't think they have. I don't. I would be stunned if they came into the into the year with all of these guys and the. I would and be stunned Actually, as well. making would, the first two picks. I don't know if it's a huge splash. I don't know if it's a huge splash, but maybe like a Ben Simmons caliber player or a little lower, something like that. Um, yeah, I don't I'm know. not saying they're going to add a Durant or a, you know a Kawhi know. or Dame or anything like that. But I mean, adding another like CJ, they could add a CJ level player. They CJ could. McCollum. They, yeah, they, they could. They could land CJ in actually CJ, you know? Yeah. I and, like uh, CJ better on that team than Wiggins. Of course. Of course. And I'm not would. the biggest CJ fan, you know? Yeah, I, I just I, – I'm I'm curious to see what a lot of the teams do. Like MPJ might be traded. MPJ might be traded. Chris Paul could go somewhere. He could go to the Lakers. Russell Westbrook. 
I think Russell Westbrook, I mean, we shit on the guy a lot, but I think as a third or, you know, who knows, third, probably third option on another I hate team. him next to LeBron, though. I hate him next See, to LeBron. I, I feel very mixed about it because I think he's not a shooter and you're putting LeBron with another, but he's someone that can handle the ball, taking taking it out of, taking the ball more wear and tear out of LeBron's hands, less, less time swimming the drive. I think... They would be one of the best teams ever in NBA history in transition, I think, with Russell Westbrook, with LeBron, with AD. AD's fantastic in transition. I think they would be truly a, a sight to be seen in transition. Um, they would be fun, and I think they'd win a lot of games. You know, they'd win high 50s, low 60s in games in the season. I just don't – I you know, they kind of tried that with Harden, and Harden's yeah, the same type of player as LeBron. He needs the ball. And it didn't work out well with Schroeder. Schroeder's a, like Harden Westbrook. Does, he Harden, needs the ball. Harden, I think I think Harden does does more things. I think LeBron, I was going to say, does, affects the game in a couple, few more ways defensively. And, and I just, I think we could see, I mean, you know, when you're passing to players like Russ Westbrook, if he, he started to get it this year, like I saw him playing, like, he can, you know, he can do a jump. He doesn't have to shoot threes. He can, he did it, he got, did it in a lot of games. Like, he can pump fake and drive, you know, drive to the hoop and stick to his mid-range. Um, it's not a perfect fit at all because of neither of That's them. That's all I'm saying. You know, I don't I don't think it's I, I don't hate it though, but I don't I don't think it's it's an it's an awful um I think Yeah, I just intriguing. don't think that there would be a large section of NBA fans who would book the title for the Lakers if Westbrook no, went there right it. now. They would they and would need they would need the right personnel around him, three I don't, shooters. They would need three I, and D players. I'm not taking that Lakers team with over the nets in a seven game series. No. I just I, I also think I think people are early are being um a little bit early to the early with LeBron's demise, I think, after his first loss in in first round ever, right? For whatever, right? Has he lost in the first round before or whatever in in over a decade, the first time he lost in the first round. I think him having the full off season, the last time LeBron had a full off season they won it. Um you know, he was with the Lakers a couple years ago. I think he's going to have time to heal that, that ankle injury because LeBron was not himself when he came back. He, he no. just, he could not, like, he was, he, where he'd be putting down thunderous dunks, he was laying the ball up, he was awkward. Um, and I've learned, I've, I've heard, like, that high ankle sprain is literally one of the worst injuries in basketball because you come back early and you'll never, you could never be the same if you don't give it the rest. Like, he's going to give it the rest. He's not going to be 100%. Maybe it's 96, maybe it's 97. But LeBron, that beginning of the well, he year. he can never be 100% according he'll never to him. Be, he'll never be 100%. 99.9, but, uh, but 100, never. Never, never, no. never. No, this is actually a doctor saying this, though. No, I know, I know, but, but uh, LeBron but they, got they he got that, shit for that. Yeah, but he'll but he it's actually true. He was saying that with a high ankle sprain, you know, you'll likely never be a hundred. I don't know. I mean, yeah, again, he he will be, but more what we saw first half LeBron. Um, but you know, they're gonna need a lot of three like Duncan Robinson type players, Jay Crowder type players around him. That's These the issue. They don't be, have they don't have any. Th- they maybe they use a mid-level exception. Maybe who knows? They, maybe they, they have. Yeah, I do, I do believe they have the mid-level exception. Yeah. Um, I but mean, they don't. Gonna, you know, they they're, they're gonna lose. Gonna they could lose. They're Caruso. gonna sign and trade Schroeder, I think, for someone. Yeah, but you have to get Schroeder to agree to that. You know, does Schroeder want to go to fucking some place? You know, any some random think, city? I don't think Schroeder's gonna have any good suitors, honestly. That's fair, but like, if if you're not. If you're not, if a team isn't willing to trade to sign Schroeder, then they have to be will like oh, they have yeah, to be willing course. to sign him to the contract that they would be willing to trade for him. You know, because yeah. you're gonna tra- if you're if you're not gonna sign him, then why the hell would you trade for him and give up an asset? You know, so you have to be like that's why I don't get the the Russell Westbrook thing. Like, does Washington want to pay Schroeder fifteen million a year for four years or whatever that he, he would know. sign with the Lakers? I don't know. Maybe they figure it's it's better than, you know, better than getting nothing. Or uh, is I don't it better know. than cap space though? When you're going through a rebuild, like to me, like I don't know. They're not when a you're going through run, a full rebuild. They don't understand it, so I don't really. I, I can never know what they're gonna do. But you know, there's just there's a lot of you know if where Chris Paul goes, if he returns to the Suns, if Chris Paul goes to Lakers, you know where like I said, MPJ goes, um, where Kawhi goes possibly. Um, there's a lot of 
things that could could be really interesting. Well, yeah, Chris Paul's a, Chris Paul's the other guy kind of on the radar. I mean, we could talk about his destinations. I, you know, I, I think there's only three to talk about, and it's the the Knicks, the Lakers, and the Suns. I think the Knicks are a distant third in this, but they do have Leon Rose, a close friend of Paul, and they have the most money. They can offer more money than both Phoenix and the like. I mean, the the Knicks, can, Phoenix can technically offer more money, but they won't. You know, they're not going yeah, to offer they need Paul to make improvements. Yeah, I, yeah, they're, they're definitely third. Um, and you you you'd you'd have to imagine that they'd probably be the least likely to win a title, even with yeah. signing him. Um, I I still think he's likely to. I would put the Suns first. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think whether maybe he takes a slight discount or someone, I don't know. They if they improve. Um, their defense a little bit, um, you know, because I think also too Cam Johnson is like looking really scary. I know he didn't have a great last game, but Cam Johnson is way more than a shooter, and he he really is look like he's butting into a like a like potential, you know, third or fourth guy for them. Uh, probably fourth behind Aiton realistically, but like he like he had just so much potential. He was a late bloomer, obviously, and transferred after three years to small some small school to North Carolina. He was drafted. I think eleventh overall, and they said he they yeah, reached he was for him twenty three when he got drafted. Yeah, so he was older, and people said it was he reached, and he looked, he was making plays off the dribble. He was passing. He was making. He was a marksman, as Stephen A. would say. He was he was throwing it down. He was making defensive plays on Giannis at times. He looks fantastic. Um, Mikael Bridges made you know Mikael Bridges is a winner. He's only going to get better. Um, so I, you know, I think there is some left to be desired in, in Phoenix, um, and you know, I think I would put, obviously the the opportunity to play with LeBron, which he's never really had. Now it's, you know, and Carmelo well, potentially. Carmelo would have to take the minimum. But that's true, and he would, he would if he if if, if he, that was the opportunity. He's made his money. He got back in the league. He's he's made his money. Uh, I really think I'm he a little would. tight that he got that him and Lala got divorced because now he doesn't really have. You know, obviously his son still lives in New York, so that's still a tie. But like, he doesn't have a full family in New yeah. York now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that was you... always like, I I think Melo's going to end his career here. Like, I thought we'd get him as a, a bench guy for the last yeah. year. Is or two Drummond of his a free agent? He is. He is. He, is. he really didn't work out. So for the them. only players the Lakers have under contract right now: LeBron, Anthony Davis, KCP, Montrez Harrell has a player option, which he will probably accept. Kyle Kuzma, Mark Gasol, and Alfonso McKinney, which is not a non-guaranteed deal. Yeah. So, three agents, they have Schroeder, Wes Matthews, Caruso, Jared Dudley, Markeith Morris, Talon Horton Tucker, Andre Drummond, Ben McElmore, and Costas Antetokounmpo. Yeah, I mean, I, I think realistically, um, the one that I think they would want to resign the most not that Morris isn't a good player and stuff, but I think Taylor Horton Tucker is a player that's really talented that has the most potential. I think Caruso yeah, is another but, guy. I mean, there you go in a in a in a deal with for Chris Paul. There's no way you're not giving up Taylor Horton Tucker in a deal because one Schroeder's contract isn't going to be enough to match it unless Chris Paul says I'm going to take a 75 percent discount, which he might, but I doubt. Chris Paul would want to take a, you know, take 15 million a year, 20 million a year when he can get 30, 35. And 30, 35 is still a discount, you know? Yeah. Compared to what he's making. But he's doing it to get Chris Paul wants a 3-year deal. Is what the the he, if he opts yeah. out, that's what he's doing. He wants a 3-year deal. Yeah. So maybe maybe they they get a similar player for on the mid-level exception or something, but uh but yeah. Chris but, Paul But they're already at 100 100 just short of 122 million. So they're already 10 million dollars, 12 million dollars over the cap. So they're approaching hard cap numbers. Yeah. So they, I mean, they can't, they they physically cannot, even if they wanted to, re-sign more than two of that group of free agents. Because Caru, Caruso, he makes $3 million now. There's no way you're getting Caruso for less than like 7 or $8 million. But Probably I, I 10 I don't know if he's going to get more than $10 million. I'll see. We'll see. But um, You don't think some I mean, team would give Caruso three years, $30 million? Like... I think I think there's half the teams in the league that would give him that contract. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, he's a he's a felon now. He's a felon now. Oh yeah. What he get? Yeah. He got. What did he get cut with? Like a an eighth or a joint or something? In Texas, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he got screwed. He's getting screwed. I think he's like. Um, but 
you know, I, I mean, maybe. All it takes is one. I understand that. But, like, you know, players like Jay Crowder on three years, $30 million, is, is he going to get there? I think he's more 7 or $8 million a year. He's very good defensively. I, regardless, Caruso is replaceable. Um, they'd like to. They'd like to have him back. They just need shooters, really. They they just need shooters. Whether whether, who knows? Maybe I mean I don't know. Maybe Bellinelli comes back. They get Marco Bellinelli on the veteran minimum players. Oh, older can, players. I just either. realized they cannot. They do not have the mid level exception. Montrez Harrell is on the mid level exception. Is he really? Yeah. And well, so unless unless and, he, uh, what's his name. Uh, Caruso's on the the mini mid level, yeah. So, so they they have, have the that. mini mid level, which will yeah. be like four or five million this year. Yeah. So unless you know Harold declines it, which he which he which he doesn't. But can the Lakers? And maybe the Lakers are like you're not playing. Maybe what if they're just like you're not playing? What if they're like if you accept this, like you're 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 not part of our plans going forward. Like we're gonna try to trade you, like a little hardball. Uh. Well, I think his choices are: can I get nine million on the market? And who are the options of teams that would willing, Two be willing years to pay ago, me? We thought he would get at least fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, and he well, had they, a really he bad year. Got buried on the bench. He, he had, had a buried really, on the bench, and he got buried on the bench. So I'm saying, I don't know. I, you would think that he's he's going to take it, but also he isn't making that much money. So I know, I, but I'm saying his his choice because it's only one year left. His choices yeah. are if if he can only get four million on the open market or five million on the open oh, yeah, market, he'll get, he'll get then more he'll than take that. it and say, fine, f- fuck you, trade me. Yeah. Like, Trade me, I'm, I'll, I'll take my $9 million and play wherever the fuck you trade me because it's only yeah. a year. But that's that's my choices. But you even know? if he gets like three years, 20 mil, he could he could do that elsewhere. Yeah, you he know? very well could. But um, um, I don't, yeah, I, don't yeah, I didn't really, I didn't like his, I didn't like his choice to sign with the Lakers in general, just from uh, the standpoint of like the money. I, I think last year was his year to cash out. Yeah, and he did. Coming off that, like, what, sixth man of the I'm year? I'm pretty sure the, the Clippers offered him more, too. Or they were prepared to, and they I'm didn't in sure time. they did, too, yeah. There was some something, like, that was petty about him leaving. Like, they yeah. didn't call him first I mean, or something like that. Very you know? odd. Yeah. Very um, odd, but... um, It also we'll seems see. like Kuzma's on his way out. Like, they're going to deal him in some I think, capacity. I think Kuzma, like, is, like, possibly with sign and trade if they can get one with, with uh, Schroeder. That's uh, what I'm saying. Like Kuzma you know, and, and I think Kuzma's not playing another game at the Lakers. Yeah, it wouldn't so that, surprise. That's me, money but. that could come off the books. Um, but Taylor Horn, I mean, even he's a free agent. You know, I think he, I don't know if he's restricted no, or I not. But you know that that would be a sign and trade too. You know that. But I guess that's kind of actually no, because if you're signing and trading him, you can't trade him with another player. Like you if you. Can't? You you have to wait sixty days. You can only trade someone that you traded for, or sign or no, traded for. You can only trade for someone that you like. Let's say, you know, whatever the Lake. Just for the sake of the conversation, the Lakers trade for Chris Paul. They have to wait sixty days to trade him again, unless they trade him in a deal that's only him. So he can't be traded with someone else. He can't be traded with a second-round pick attached to it, he has to be the whole package for what's being traded if you're going to trade him within 60 days. Mm-hmm. So that's why you couldn't, like, Taylor Horton Tucker might be a tough sell. to. It might. There's a yeah. lot of, there's so many moving parts with these signing trades. That's why Kuzma's t- clearly the biggest piece in their, yeah. their I think, potential I think, moves. I think Kuzma's not playing another game with the Lakers. I think he's definitely going to get traded. Um, I think he'll definitely get traded. I, I think teams still like him. I think teams still see potential in him. Um, I think he does still have potential yeah, as why, well. Why, why, I mean, he's still only 25. He's on a really solid contract. I mean, for what he is, you what know, 13 million. He, he makes how much million? 13 million, you know, he's 13 million a year for the next three years. Starting next year, gotcha. his ki- yeah. extension kicks in next year. But yeah, I think I think the LA, you know, with who he dates, the LA scene is not a good one for him. Um, I think he it got to his head clearly. I think Hero's seeing a little bit similar type in uh, Miami. I hope it doesn't turn out the same, but I think that he, uh, you know, I, I I think he needs a fresh start. I think like I I think that's a little bit when the player struggles or does bad, they always say oh a fresh start, fresh start. 
you know, will do him good. I think that's a little overused in sports in general. Like, you still got to perform. But I think with Kyle Kuzma, a change in scenery really would make a big difference because he does have talent. Yeah. And just I, I also think there's level. a there's an element of him being overrated from the start. You know? I mean, he yeah. had that excellent first year, and then people were talking about him alongside Jason Tatum. Like, people were saying yeah, that yeah, he was yeah. better than Tatum, and he's just not a star. He's a, he's a really good role player. He's a really fantastic. He could maybe be an all-star someday in the right situation you know yeah maybe and i I'm, wouldn't even i wouldn't even but but you never know because you look at players like brandon ingram who who go and explode and there are players that have had so so career and ingram was a little better than that before but there are players that do explode after they they get traded um they, they do have really good years so all-stars definitely would be a ceiling but i think a really good role player i'd agree with um yeah, and and there's always a market for that, especially when you're on a tradable contract like he is. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but switching over to uh, the NFL, big big news in the NFL or big update on new thing that's been news for a while. Aaron Rodgers turning down, reportedly turning down, an extension that would have kept him with the Packers for the next five seasons, and also would have made them the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, quarterback and player in the NFL. Uh, so that's, I mean, Mahomes is at $45 million average annual value. So it's at least $45.1 million. Um, that's a lot of fucking money to turn down for five years. You know, that's yeah. a quarter it's, of a million dollars. Almost. I think, 200, I think $230 million. $220 million. I think you could have both. Yeah, I think almost in both both ways you can it's a little shocking and it's also a little it's not and, and and that may may not make sense to people but you know this amount of money and this amount of years it was a two-year extension so people say oh two more years you know he wants longer than that no it's two more years he's got one more year guaranteed with the two other year options so it would have been five more years total so with you know we're talking serious money we're talking 200 million here you know what i mean we're talking he's got a lot of money I understand that but we're talking a that's, that's of fuck money. you money yeah, fuck you money, plus whatever he already just has. In the, and just in the last four years of his career, it's fuck you money. Yeah, so I, uh, and yeah, we're assuming he wouldn't be as good as he is now, which is an MVP, but, so I think, you know, this clearly shows that he, he, he is holding a grudge over the, over, over them. He, he's probably, after this year, he's never playing another game for them because he can get out of it. He is going to hold out to me, um... You know, I, I really think he's going to have some sort of holdout. The money isn't the issue. People are like, oh, the money saves, so, solves all problems. Clearly, it, it isn't in this situation. He's holding a grudge. He's upset that they drafted Love. He's upset that they didn't tell him about Love. He's upset for 10 years in a row not drafting uh, a receiver in the first round. I think all those things are a culmination, and the money isn't going to solve it here. He wants... He wants... No, it's a, yeah, wants, it's a respect thing at yeah, this point. Yeah, it's, it's a respect thing, and it's a lot of, a lot of factors. So, um, like, for me, when I'm thinking, like, in the fa- changing gears a little and changing fantasy, like, I'm not touching him in fantasy, like, until some significant news comes out. Like, I think we're seeing a holdout that goes into the regular season, in my opinion. Um, I think eventually he may co- he will come back. I think he's either going to get traded. Like, I think there was this, there was this belief that he was going to play and he'll be report the training camp or he'll get the extension, something will get worked out. And I don't think it's as simple as that. I don't think this is a simple path. I don't think that he's just going to report. Um, I think he's really, he's a stubborn person. People know that he's stubborn. Um, that's Whether it's a strength of his, a flaw, whatever you want to say. He's, uh, Favre was similar. He's he's yeah. He's got similar qualities. You Maybe you'd think he'd learn from that. No, he's, he's stubborn. He believes what he believes in. He's very smart. He's a little arrogant as well. I mean, maybe he did learn from that, because at the end of the day, Favre was an asshole, but he got what he wanted every time. That's true. That's true. You know? So, so maybe he did learn from that. It's just not what, the way that everyone thinks he did. Yeah, that's true. So I don't, I, what do you think about it? I think, I think this is a serious holdout. Yeah. I think it has potential to be. I, I just... I don't know. Like, what's the end game? Okay. Like, the, that's the thing with holdouts is... You you hold out because you want a new contract or to, or to, I guess the end game is him getting traded, but traded. But also like, who's to say he's someone you know he's dating a you know a celebrity a, a pretty big actress in, in in Hollywood. Like 
he, you know, he, he's kind of, not that he's fully ingrained in that life. We, we got Jeopardy. Like, who knows? Like, who knows? Like, he's someone that, like, he's very, he's brilliant. He's. He'd also say, have a, he'd also have a, con- a contract offer from every broadcaster out there. Exactly. Like, there's so many different avenues he could go there. And I know it wouldn't be the same amount of money. That's the thing. But he's, there's, you know, it wouldn't, it would pale in comparison. There's so many other avenues he could take it. And I, he's not the favorite for the Jeopardy job. Of course he's not. But who knows? Maybe it's leverage, all these other broadcasting things. Um, I don't know. You know, it, it, it's kind of showing, though, I think to me, if I'm the Packers, that he's he's serious, that he's not budging on this. Like, he's he's taking this to the grave with him. And maybe he, I'm not saying he never plays for the Packers again, because I do think he plays for the Packers again at some point. I think it's definitely possible. But um, I'm interested, also, to, part say, of this I'm is interested love. to know, like, when when the contract offer happened. You know, was this three weeks ago? Was this two months ago? You it's know, when was like it? it was it was more recent, I think. I yeah, think it was more recent. But um, he said I, they've I, also made multiple trips out to California this year. Yeah, I, I heard that as well, which kind of went under the wraps. But also, too, it's like, what is Jordan love? Like, I think he stinks. Like I think he, I think like it's what you have in Jordan Love. If Jordan Love is serviceable, if better, like, you know, I think the Packers are in a better spot. But I don't know how you feel about Jordan Love. We haven't seen a large sample of him. We haven't seen any sample of him. But the fact if, he wasn't even, I, I think he stinks. If Jordan Love was a stud, they would have dealt Rodgers already. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, like you would have heard some buzz about him too. Like you would have heard something like Jordan Love. We like, heard Raven, about Mahomes like, instantly. Yeah, instantly. Like when Wait, Smith but, was there. Like when you, like Smith, you, Smith was a starter, and they were saying Mahomes is going to be an absolute stud, and yeah. they still held him out for the rest of the year. You Even know? if it's like coach speak a little bit, like we hear coaches like rave about players all the time in camp. Like there's like not really any buzz. Like there was one awful practice he had, and then I heard he had like a good bounce back like a couple days later, and then you know like Lafleur or someone is saying like yeah it's a process. Like there's good up days, there's down days. Like no like. You're that's not, your second that's not year. what you want to hear. That's not what you want to hear. And I think Rodgers knows love sucks too. You know what I mean? Like I think Ro- I think I think I think Rodgers knows that. Like he played with him. Like love wasn't good enough to be even the third quarter, like the backup quarterback, or like you know, like when you're up like Rodgers, you know you you know what it takes. You know how good a guy is. You know, you know how good a guy is. You and know when you're spending Garrett, that you know much if he's time the next with him, Jared Stidham, or if you know if he's if he's a you know you know if he's a young Josh Allen. You know, you can you can spot talent, and I, I think I mean even his last his senior year, Love was twenty one touchdowns, seventeen picks. Like he turned it over. He was a lot. He was a project in many ways. He was like they liked his. He was one of those guys they liked his qualities. He liked you know the leadership. They liked you know the tangibles, intangibles, and the arm. And and it's not it hasn't come together yet. So I think that all bodes well with Aaron Rodgers, and it gives him more leverage. Uh, I'm not even convinced that he's, that he's going to get traded, but. Um, you know, I think he does hold out into the regular season, if not very close. I think yeah. he's, 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 he's saying, fuck you with this. I think he's like, I, I, I'm dying on the hill right now. I don't see it's him all, going back. It's also like, to me, it's going to come to a point where like, where they're not going to trade, you, you know? And, and at that point you have to, what, what if he comes back? He reports, you know, three days before the season starts, they're going to start him week one. Obviously he's fucking obviously. Aaron Rodgers, but what does that do for your value then? What does that do for you? You're going to opt out and then, okay, well, we just saw you have, yeah, you were an MVP two years ago, but you just you just had, you know, 25 touchdowns and eight interceptions and you threw for like 3,700 yards. Like, yeah, really good season, but like that's, we're not, we're trading for a top three quarterback in the NFL. We're not trading for I don't know if the eighth best play, quarterback I don't even know if you would play that. I still think he would kick ass though. I still, I see that's the way I think he would still be, I still think that's he, true. He might be on a revenge tour, like I mean, a fuck you got, tour. He still got Devontae. He still got Aaron Jones. They did draft uh, Amari Rodgers. They did finally draft someone. You know, uh, they still. No, have but he's had him. years like that, like two or three years ago. That that's like what his year was. He, well, he that year he had twenty five touchdowns and two picks. He only had two picks on the year. Yes, yes. It wasn't an elite year, but still, it was. You know, I I, I think he's. He, I don't know if people's opinions are going to change that much. I think they're also going to factor that in those things that he didn't have a training camp. He just threw 300 yards, three touchdowns, you know. Maybe he threw a pick, but, like, you know. I, I still think they know the talent's there. He's still mobile. He still has his brain. He's still a very high IQ player, like a Brady or like a Manning. He's he's very cerebral player uh, and, ha- and is athletic still. He can move. So 
I don't know if it would hurt him much. My thing is though, what what if he holds into the re- out into the regular season and, and and you know they start out zero and two, zero and three, or one and three, like, you know what I mean? Like like, Rogers, yeah, Rogers ain't Rogers. What is he doing? What is he? Because it's he not gonna... it's not okay. We'll meet your contract demands because we suck. Because he doesn't want to be there, you know. No. And it's not. And now it's like, well, haha, I. I yeah, told it's, you it's, that Jordan Love sucked, and now not, you have I'm to not trade me. Back now, it's it's you trade me, and now you're rebuilding. You realize Jordan Love sucks, and now you're in full rebuild building mode at this point. Yeah, because then you, you got to trade Devonte because Devonte is going to go. You got to trade Devonte, and, and you're still going to get something for Rodgers. You're going to get a good amount, but like now you're now it's like Rodgers is like, yeah, why would I come help you if you guys suck? Like I'm not going to come back. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, the only I think... thing I can see is a few game, maybe after a few games. They come to a, a, a an agreement that they're gonna they're gonna trade him at some point. Um, Either that or I think they they might do a revised contract. You know, they just say, "Hey, we're giving you this amount for this year, and then you're a free agent." You know, yeah, but then possibly. at the same time, like, why wouldn't you trade him at that point? Why would you make that deal over trading him? You know, I kind of want him to get traded. It would be at this point. I mean, I always kind of wanted him to end as a Packer, but you know, I. But at the same time, like the Packers, it never happens. They didn't done... happen with Brady. It didn't happen with anyone. It doesn't happen. But they, it didn't it's because they've always done them a disservice at the end. Like the the Pats did Brady a disservice at the end. They didn't I mean, surround yeah, them just, with talent. Yeah, it's usually the talent doesn't meet what the player wants, and in that case, they wasn't the talent around him wasn't good enough, so they had an excuse saying that he wasn't as good as they thought he was based on the lack of weapons around him. So, um, I mean, we see it with, so, I mean, obviously with Joe Namath, Joe Montana. Yeah, but what are you going to say? That you can't say that to Aaron Rodgers coming off an MVP. He had one of the most insane seasons no, in you, NFL no, history you can't. last year. That's, that's what makes it interesting is he's still playing at the highest level he's ever played at. If, I mean, highest if, level. That not, was, that's a top 10 season ever for a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's what makes it, it, it different is that he can, he's a top three quarterback right now in the league. Yeah. Whether you want to say Mahomes. Rodgers, Brady, whatever you want to say, like he's a top three quarterback. Unarguably like, top three. Yeah, right unarguably now. top three. Like, you know, so I don't know. But, I kind of want him traded. I kind of would like to see him in Denver. Part of me would like to see him in Denver. Denver uh, would be cool. I just I'm like tired of Denver not earning anything. You know what I mean? Like they always just whenever they have to do it themselves, they don't do it. You know? Yeah. yeah Ever since Elway, like, Elway, you know. Ever since Elway, the player, they can't. They but, can't do it. They can't. They they need they need a break like this to get a Watson to get a to yeah Rodgers. I'm the just only. like kind of I'm sick of feeling like giving Denver. You know, the, they just get the guy when they can't build a team themselves. You know. Yeah. I just it would be not, I don't know, but I don't know where else you'd send them to. You know, San Francisco, but you they just got Lance. But you they'd, know, they'd have they'd have to unload Lance. Oakland, in the deal. They'd not have to Oakland, unload Lance but, in the deal. Uh, I think the Giants are like a long shot. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah, that's uh, everything depends. You know, maybe on what like I'm saying, maybe is, yeah. Dan, maybe the Giant. If the Giants are one and three, Jones sucks. I think they'll give them more time because they did with Eli, and they're very patient with quarterbacks. Uh, and you know, if if Love sucks and Daniel Jones sucks, maybe you know, maybe there's a world where he goes to the Giants. He would flourish with the Giants. Um, yeah, I mean, the Giants are instantly a top five team in the NFL with Rodgers easily with their defense with their weapons offensively yeah um, and then they probably would need a trade for another lineman and, and, and get the line a little better but um you know it, it yeah there's no real clear standout other than like Denver really but if you did with with, with the Niners you you know you you would you would be fold you'd be folding on um on Jordan Love and you would you you would be receiving either Jimmy or Trey Lance but realistically Trey Lance the one thing that makes it a little bit different, though, is that they're not going to unload both their quarterbacks because no team would want both those quarterbacks. You know, yeah. you wouldn't want Jimmy in that. So um, that's where it would have made more sense before the draft. Um, if they traded Lance, then I mean, that's a, that's a lot of first round picks you're paying for Rodgers in turn. It you is, know? and the, and then now you got to trade Jimmy somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't really, you're you, not going to have leverage at that. point. I don't, I don't think, I think you're getting I mean, Rodgers is I mean, probably two first rounders. Yeah, definitely, and I, I mean, and, and but I'm saying like if you trade for Rodgers, you have Jimmy on your bench. Like no one's gonna give you anything for Jimmy. Maybe you also like can't. I mean, you can't win anything paying your two quarterbacks sixty-five, seventy million dollars. Yeah, yeah, you can't. So so it, 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 it's it's a murky situation because they'd have to do something simultaneously, or or 
Or maybe they, uh, I don't know. Cause, and you're not going to trade him and keep Trey Lance because then you're in the same situation. You have a young quarterback that's, that's you know, with talent, you know, behind you. Like, he doesn't want that again. Yeah, it's just a weird holdout, you know, because normally there's kind of multiple options to end a holdout, and there's really only seems like one option. Like, you, he doesn't want money. He doesn't want more players. He doesn't want more playing time. You know, like, it doesn't, yeah. it, he wants to be traded, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, so, I, I ultimately think that, they figure out a way like I I think he reports I don't think he reports to Cam I I think he plays this year that he plays the full year with the Packers um but I could very well be wrong I mean yeah, you I could, think he plays at some point too uh, I I don't you know I, I just don't yeah. I don't see him doing you know I, I just I don't know I don't get I don't get the feeling that he's gonna really hold out you know I think he's making a point um and kind of warning them like I wouldn't mind I think it if he did. I wouldn't mind it if he did. He's so far in at this point. I just yeah, that's true. But like, we all want to see Rogers play, you know? No, no. And I, I, I think he, he definitely, he will. But I don't think it would be a long holdout. But yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm sure that's definitely not the last time we'll be talking about it this summer. But you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild summer. The NBA is about to get wild. NFL training camp supporting this week. Another couple month or two will be in the the closing time of baseball. Uh, late summer, it's an exciting time, um, especially this year with things delayed. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, make sure you follow us on the socials. Go rate, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, comment on how much you love the podcast. Do it all. Check out the website. Check out the store. Bleacher fan, bleacher fan sports on all socials, and we will catch you next week.